One of the most dangerous operations of the devil that is deployed against all great faithful and dedicated servants of God is to use the weapon of mockery. Weapon of mockery and despise against them. The spirit of mockery and despise is one of the most powerful weapons in Satan's arsenal that has brought many anointed servants of God to their knees. If the devil cannot get what you have at all costs, by reason of your consecration, spiritual dedication and commitment to the things of the kingdom, he will stir up agents of mockery, agents of despise, to weaken you or to weaken your hand as you attempt to build and fulfill your assignment in God's kingdom. I personally love to define mockery as the devil using what you do not have to spite and relegate you. Or, on the other hand, the devil using his agents to mock and despise the powerful thing that you have that he cannot steal from you. Did you get that? Mockery can be defined in my own words as the devil using in this context what you do not have to spite and relegate you or using his agents to mock and despise the powerful thing in your hand that you are not aware of that he cannot steal or forcefully take away from you. Once the devil cannot get it from you, he will despise and mock you until you throw away your highly treasured and most prized possession or you abandon it. Many people have abandoned the grace of God and the power of God and wonderful things that God has given to them because the devil wanted it, he could not get it, so he stirred up people to despise that powerful thing, that powerful thing. Once the devil cannot get it from you, he despises it. Many people have thrown away treasures, great treasures, because of the mockery of the people. Marriages, ministries, families, relationships, callings, gifts, spiritual gifts, physical gifts, companies, business ideas, business ideas have been destroyed because of comments from mockers and despisers of good things raised by the devil. A sister who was engaged to a brother many years ago almost broke off a wonderful relationship with a very amazing spiritual brother, godly brother, because she was mocked by her friends. Her husband was too short. He was not wealthy. He was not educated. He was not good looking. He was not classy. He was not polished. And all manner, all manner of, of, he was not this. They even mocked her and told her that the only thing that was good about her fiancé at the time was his prayer life. <laughs> was his prayer life. His greatest asset. The sister almost ended 
the relationship. But God, but for the mercies of God who intervened. She's happy today and grateful to God that she did not respond to the mockery of the mockers. Mockery of the mockers. I know those who have thrown away divine ideas that will have transformed their lives forever. God gave them the ideas in a vision. I know people who have missed the place of the assignment because they were mocked. They were mocked. How can you go to that kind of a place? Friends, if you do not know how to deal with the spiritual and physical agents of mockery, you will either lose what God has given you or refuse to do the great things God has committed into your hand. You will either lose what you have or abandon what has been given to you. Every great person with a great future must cross the barrier of mockery. Be sure, be assured that at some point in your life and in ministry, if you are meant to be great, you must cross that barrier of mockery. Jesus, our Lord, was mocked and despised. Matthew chapter 27 verse 29 tells us that and when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him. They mocked him. They jeered at him. They laughed at him saying, Hail, King of the Jews. Verse 31 will also reveal the plan and desires of the spirit of mockery. Yes, Matthew 27 verse 31. That is, you will see what the spirit is up to. Why? The Bible says, And after that they had mocked him, they took the rope off from him. His clothes was taken from him and put his own raiment on him and led him away to crucify him. Take away the father's blessing to strip you naked. They did not strip him of the rope to throw it away. They fought over the rope. Everyone wanted a piece of it. All the soldiers were fighting. Go and read the account. They were fighting to have a piece of his garment. A man that was mocked. A man that was jeered at. And yet, they were fighting to get his robe. A piece of it. A piece of it. See, the whole essence and the game plan of the enemy. And why he mocks your gift, mocks your prayer life, mocks your marriage, mocks your ministry, makes a mockery of your business, makes a mockery of your study, makes a mockery of your education, is simply because he wants to strip you naked. He wants to strip you of the honor that God has bestowed upon you. He wants to strip you of the vision that God has given to you. He wants to strip you of the grace of God upon your life. He wants to strip you of the life of the Spirit. When the man of God, Elisha, got the double portion, you will reckon that the power of God was oozing out of him. He was walking in the power of God. He went back through the exact way he traveled with his master. First, he parted the river Jordan again for the second time on his way back. And when he got to Jericho, the men of the city cried out for help. Hallelujah. Their land was barren and the water was bitter. Can you see that? 
the sons of the prophet had a major problem in their own city. Yet, they left it. That's what we were studying yesterday. And followed the man and were laughing at him and telling him his master will be taken away from him. Now, Elisha got the power of God, came back through Jordan, and the sons of the prophet bowed to him. They became his servant. By the time he got to Jericho, the real deal, the real problem started surfacing. The land was barren. The water was bitter. That's why you need the double portion of the anointing. Some of the people around you will not tell you their problems and the challenges in their lives until they are sure and they are very sure that you have the power of God to solve it. Until they are sure. The moment Elisha laid hold on the path, friends, pursue God, pursue him. Chase after God. Chase after the double portion of the power of God. When this same man was passing through that Jericho, they were laughing at him. They were mocking him. Now, he was returning with the power of God. They began to plead with him to do something about the situation of their land. There is no record, no record that anybody ever called Elijah to solve a problem until he got the double portion of the spirit of Elijah. No one will call you to solve a problem, my friend, if you do not demonstrate the double portion of the spirit of God in you. If you do not demonstrate, the Bible says unto, uh, about Jesus, he was given the Holy Spirit without measure. It was not a double portion. It was not a quadruple portion. It was not a ten-fold portion. Jesus was given the Spirit of God without measure. <laughs> so we can attain a realm in the Spirit where we receive not just the double portion, where we receive not just the tenfold portion, but the measureless dimension of the Spirit of God. That is the realm I want to attain. That is the realm that you should desire. A realm where you attain the measureless dimensions of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. The measureless dimension, the measureless dimension of the power of the Spirit, of the glory of God, of the anointing of God. Hallelujah. The servant of God, Elisha, finished from Jericho. And as he advanced towards his ministry base in Mount Carmel, the spirit of mockery came out against him forcefully. 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 <laughs> you think you have been mocked? You've not seen anything yet. Get the power of God first. And then now see the spirit of mockery staring you face to face. Trying to make you abandon, relegate, disregard that powerful pain you have received of the Lord. So while Elisha solved the problem in Jericho and was moving towards Carmel, Mount Carmel, 2 Kings chapter 2 verse 23 tells us, and he went up from thence unto Bethel. And as he was going up by the way, there came forth little children out of the city. 
little children. I don't know what kind of children these were. These were certainly not the children of God. These were possessed children. Possessed. Little to out of the city and mocked him and said unto him, Go up, bald head, go up, thou bald head. Remember that Elisha passed through the same route when he was going all out for the double portion of the Spirit of God. He passed through the same route. But then no one mocked his bald head. No one did. He did not offend anyone. He did not fight anyone. He even healed the land and their bad water in Jericho. But then the enemy came against him with the spirit of mockery. Came against him with the spirit of mockery. You do not need to offend anyone before you are mocked. Once you have something useful based on your genuine service, my dear, if what you have in your hand is worth it, you will surely and certainly be mocked and despised. You will be mocked and despised. So what do you do with the spirit of mockery and despise then? What do you do? Number one, and that's where we're going to stop this morning, confront and deal with the filthy spirit, I repeat, filthy spirit with immediate effect. Don't let it survive around you. Don't let filthiness, mockery, don't let it thrive around you. Elisha confronted the spirit immediately. Read verse 24. Verse 24 of 2 Kings chapter 2. And you will see that Elisha refused to tolerate the satanic spirit of mockery and despise around him. Friends, do not allow the spirit of mockery around you. Do not. Do not. Paul gave a very strong warning to his son. He issued a warning to his son Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 12. What did he say? Let no one despise your youth. Hallelujah. Let no one despise your marriage. Let no one despise your situation. Let no one mock your ministry. Let no one mock your ministry. Let no one mock your service unto God. Let no one despise your business. Let no one despise your education. Let no one despise your prayer life. Let no one despise your walk with God. Let no one despise your faith in Jesus. Let no one despise, despise your confidence in God. Let no one despise your mind that is full of the ways of the Spirit. Let no one despise your service unto God. Let no one let no one do that. Paul charged Timothy. I love that. I love the word. I'm charging you this morning. I'm charging you this morning. Let no one mock your children. Let no one mock your relationship that has been established by God. Let no one despise, despise your healing. Let no one despise your church. Let no one mock your church. Let no one mock your pastor that is faithfully serving Jesus around you. Let no one mock those who are serving God faithfully around you. Let no one mock those who are advancing the cause of the kingdom around you. Do not give them an operating space. Let no one despise your youth. 
The first weapon Goliath launched against David was despise, disdain, and mockery. He mocked David. <laughs> he mocked him. Let's read 1 Samuel chapter 17 from verse 41 to 47. It's a good story to conclude this morning discourse. A very good story from verse 41. So the Philistine came and began drawing near to David and the man who bore the sheet went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, he mocked him, he relegated him, he disregarded him, he despised him. He despised him. He despised his youth. He mocked his life. He mocked his anointing. Those who are going down have no other thing to do but to mock others. Goliath was going down. He had no choice. He was going down. But the first weapon he launched was not the weapon of sword or arrow or, or javelin. He launched the weapon of mockery. He disdained him. For he was only a youth. Rudy and good looking. So the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you came to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his God. Can you see that? You see? He despised the weapon of mass destruction that David was going to use to bring him down. He despised his sticks. The very weapon that is in your hand, which has the capability to bring the devil down, is the object of mockery. So hold it well. He said, you are coming with stick. That stick was what David was going to use to drop that heavy beast called Goliath. The devil will mock you so that you will lose confidence in the thing that God has given to you. I love David's response. My goodness. I love his response in verse 45 to 47. The Bible says, then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword with a spear and with a javelin but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defiled whom you have despised whom you have my goodness verse 46 this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and take your head from you and this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the white beast of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear for the battle, hallelujah, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Glory to God. Glory to God. That is how to respond to the spirit of mockery and disdain that tries to belittle the great thing God has placed in your hand. Others may despise what you have, but you must be confident of what God has given you. Others may despise what God has given you, but you must be confident of what you have in your hands. And be assured that the weapon in your hand, which is most relegated by the enemy, which is most despised by the enemy, has the highest chance of bringing down the enemy with his face on the ground. Respond. Respond with words. Respond to the enemy with the words of God. David responded with hot supernatural words and the enemy was defeated. The spirit of mockery was relegated. They may mock you. They may laugh at you. 
but do not give up. Respond with the word of God. Respond with the power of God. Respond with the glory of God. Hold on to that which God has given unto you and advance graciously. I commend you to God this morning and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. Someone is listening to me this morning. You have been despised like Hannah was despised. Today, the Lord has answered your prayer. You have been despised. The works of your hand has been despised like Nehemiah was despised. They mocked him. They laughed at him. They said the wall he was building, even if a fox walks over that wall, the wall will break down. Maybe someone has despised your prayer life, has despised your work that you are doing with God. Today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I speak on your behalf in the realms of the Spirit, in the name of Jesus, that from today you rise. You rise above the lies of the enemy. You rise above the words of the wicked. You rise above the attack of the devil. You advance in the grace of God. You move forward. You move forward. You move forward in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.